sorry, I got so carried away, I forgot to turn my mic on. Uh, sorry about that. It's good to see you today. Wow, what a, what a great, what a great day. What a fantastic day on Christmas uh, Sunday to get to come together. Um, also, Pastor Josh, I mean, he sends his, his greetings. Um, he is really in a, in, a, in a world of hurt. I mean, for him to not be here today, I mean, he's, he's really sick. And he just said, you know, he said, I'm either in total pain or I am on the, the painkillers. And he says, the painkillers, he says, they just make me crazy. He said, I feel like I'm going, I feel like I'm going nuts. And he said, so I'm not sure which, you know. So he says, I, I, I prefer to be in pain than to question my, my, my sanity, you know. So he's, uh, you know, he does need your prayers. And, um, you know, we're just praying that this will be the... Uh, the fix-all, you know, <laughs> the thing that, that takes it and gets it going so he's good to go for, uh, you know, a good year without any, any issues, well, the rest of his life without any issues, I guess. <laughs> anyway, so thank you for, is this, is this, am I doing something wrong with the feedback? Is it, uh, uh, no, okay, I, I didn't know if I, if I had the, the mic in the wrong place. Anyway, um, now I'm Okay, is that any better? Okay, you know we have had. I tell you what, this week uh, we have had one of the greatest blessings in our church family, aside from getting robbed. Uh, uh, but um, you know, a, a conservatory uh, that 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 Deborah works at, of of music. I in her, in what is it? There you go. And uh, I mean, this place has just been full of kids running and screaming and yelling and singing. I mean, it has, you know, and a great, great, great performances. It has just been fantastic. You know, a number of years ago, before we had a building, you know, we, you know, we were saying, God, if you will give us a building, we promise, we promise, God, we will wear that sucker out. <laughs> we were going to wear it out. You know, and my, our philosophy is, is that when Jesus comes back, we want our building to be worn out. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so that's the reason, you know, I, you know let's use the parking lot. Let's, let's, let's use everything that we possibly have. Let's be a steward of it. And uh, we want to take, manage it. We want to take good care of it. We want to do the proper maintenance. But we want, we want it to be well, well, well used. And so it, this, this week was just fantastic. And... Um, we had kids all over the place. Uh, they were using everything. So if there's a little bit of feedback, it's because we're still, I mean, we had to drag the, the, the projectors because we're using the projectors in the living nativity. We have microphones all over the place. And, you know, and I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it that, that we're, we're using everything that we possibly have more than just one way of just saying, well, we'll set it over here and use it uh, once, a, once a month or once a year. Anyway, um, today, um, uh, Christmas Sunday. What a uh, what a powerful Sunday this is. I mean, it really is. Christmas Sunday is God's display of power, and we'll talk a little bit about that in in a couple of minutes. But one of the things that I really um, it hit me, just broadsided me this. Um, on on um, on Friday night when we were doing the uh, the nativity is that 
everybody else in the nativity, everybody, is, is, is they are using their talents to act. And I'm the only one that doesn't have any talent. <laughs> uh, I just have to sit there and, and be myself. And, you know, and so I'm, I'm sitting there at, you know, at, you know on, on this, sometimes I sit on a rock or just to try and make it a little casual because with everybody, you know, everybody, they've gone through, you know, these nine other scenes and, you know, and our, our people, though you are so good, you know, you stay in character because if you don't, Angela will really fire you up. <laughs> and, um, and so, uh, you know, so at the end of it, we want it to be a little more, because, I mean, they've just gone through Herod yelling and promising to kill everybody. And, and so when we get to the last scene, to, to the manger scene, uh, you know, the goal is to make it so it is, everything just kind of, kind of settles in. And there is a, there is a bridge between between everyday, everyday life with us, with some, some guy standing there dressed in uh, whatever happens, whatever he happens to find that is warmer that night. Um, and then, and also just the, the, this manger scene. And, and I, I began, I was thinking, wow. Now, I've, I have been very, for, how, how many have been to, to the Holy Land? How many has been to, to Israel? Okay, okay, just, uh, boy, just you and me, Mark. Ready to go again? Yeah, yeah. But if you know, if you've been to, you know, or if you've seen pictures, if you've been have been seen pictures, you know that the manger, the manger scene, the the actual birthplace of Christ is, it's tiny. I mean, what we have out here, we had to make it bigger because we had a lot of stuff we wanted to do there. But I mean, it's a very, very tiny spot. Uh, it's it, it's just a it's 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 a it's a it's a hole in the side of a of a hill, and that's all that it was. I mean, you know, we 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 you know a lot of times on Christmas cards we we Americanize it. We put in a uh, you know um, you know a, a, like a little barn, a little lean-to that you would see in in most American mindsets. But no, it wasn't that way at all. It was a um, it was just a hole in the side of a hill. And not only that. You know, we talk about the manger, and, you know, the manger was made of stone, um, and I say, you know, more than likely for several reasons. If you've been to Israel, the, yeah, there's no forest around. <laughs> I, mean, there, there, I mean, and so to, to, to make a, a manger, to make a feeding trough out of wood that the animals are going to chew up anyway, it's just not, 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 not the normal thing. And you know there are historic there are pieces there are pieces of mangers laying around and even some complete mangers that are that are just you know it's just a, a, a carved out of stone and that way the animals aren't going to eat it and uh, I mean, we had that problem in our scene with the donkeys donkeys are chewing on the on on the rails trying to trying to get loose and so, yeah I, I can understand yeah it had to be a stone it had to be stone but I'm sitting there you know in this this you know styrofoam stone looking place and and kind of got broadsided on Friday night like man this really happened this really happened and it was that same kind of feeling that I had you know getting to 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 stand in the the bottom of this church that has been 
built over the birthplace of Christ. And, and in the back of this little cave that kind of slopes down the back. And, uh, you know, they've gone through and tried to fix it up so it doesn't look too bad. I mean, so there's marble on the floor and there's a... Um, and there's, they've covered it, little curtains all around it, and so it's. But me, I, I'm, I'm pulling the curtains back. I want to see what it looks like, you know. And please, sir, don't do that. <laughs> you know, I want to see. I want to see. Yeah, and you know, is it, you know, they, this this really happened. You know, God really did come in, in the human form. He, he really did. You know, and before that, I had been to um, to the Church of the Annunciation, the place you know. And again, Mary's house was was a cave, also. Uh, it was a hole in the side of, of a hill. And uh, when you when you go and you take a look at it, I mean, I mean, they again, they, you know, they've built a church on top of it, and you have to go down, and you get to get down below, and you can you can look in, and and you you see this spot. You see this location where, you know, where these things really happened, where, where Mary did have this encounter with, with Gabriel. You know, not, it's not, this is not a Christmas story. It is, it is not a, um, it's not a, a nice little thing that we put together to create sales so we can keep the economy going. You know, there was this little girl named Mary. And this angel shows up and says, you're going to be pregnant with, with, with God. You know, and as I'm kind of sitting on this, this styrofoam rock trying to keep my act together because I've got a bunch of people coming in, you know, pretty soon. And, and, and I'm kind of getting broadsided like, man... You know, the Word really did become flesh. The Word, God, the Creator, He really did become flesh. And this, this little girl, how old was Mary? Eh, probably 15 years old, maybe, maybe a little older, maybe a little younger. We, we don't know for sure, but uh, we know that she was betrothed. She was engaged. It was a not an engagement like like a western style engagement but uh, but um, here's this little girl and she's in this probably arranged marriage and uh, all under God's hand he's at work in all of this and and this this angelic being shows up to this little girl I mean you know we, we have we you know we have fun with it. the angel showing up and Mary screaming and and because the Bible says she was really, really afraid. She was scared to death. The angels, when they showed up with the shepherds, they were scared to death. And uh, what, a, what an incredible time. But Mary was, was selected by God because he, she, she found favor with God. She had God's favor on her. Her life was going to be really, really, really messed up. Her whole life... She was going to be accused of having a child, of getting pregnant before she was married. Her whole life it was going to be that way. And she was going to be ridiculed. Her, her son was going, to, was going to be ridiculed. Yeah, well, we know you've been messing around. 
You see, sometimes when you, when you, when you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use a word here, and it's going to sound really kind of, it's a weird word to use now, but sometimes when you contract with God, you contract with God, okay, God, I want you to use me. Sometimes it gets really, really uncomfortable. Sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't quite fit right. I have a video that I wanted to show you. It kind of, it's the closest thing that I've found that will really link what, I, what was happening to me uh, on a styrofoam rock on Friday night. So do we have that video there? I hope that, that, that <clears throat> excuse me, that we all have like an epiphany this, this year at Christmas time. That, um, you know, when we're saying to, when I'm saying to the people on the Nativity, you know, we, I know our prayers that this will be the best Christmas yet. And I really mean that, that um, for every one of us, for everyone that's involved in the living Nativity, that 
you know, we, we're having our best Christmas yet. The, the best one that, that we've had yet. Not the best one that's going to ever, but because it'll get better after this. But um, that we, we really grasp this understanding that, you know, we can get so used to it. We can kind of, even as believers in Christ, and believing that it is true, that we can get a little bit used, almost callous because we hear it so much. And, and so my, my prayer for each one of you is, is that you'll get broadsided too, and you'll sit there and cry. Uh, <laughs> that you will have that, just that, that, that man, this is true. This, this is true. It, it really, really happened. And when I'm, you know, trying to tell a story to, to the people coming through, I always say, you know, that as a matter of fact, Mary did conceive by the Holy Spirit. Because I, I, want, I want our world to grasp the, the fact that, 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 that this is true. This is true. I want our world to, to grasp the fact that while we've been trifled with and we've had all kinds of things and we're living in a politically correct world now that, um, that um, you know, just, uh, you know, well, it's just, it's just one of those nice little stories, Paul Bunyan, Jesus Christ, you know, uh, yeah, so what? But what I want to, to encourage us in is taking time th this year to, to sit still someplace and have that epiphany of having the Holy Spirit. I, I know this is going to sound a little, a little far-fetched here, but have the Holy Spirit come over you <laughs> and for you to conceive in your mind. This is really, really true. This is, this really happened at a given spot that, that God did become flesh. The way that the, the I'm glad that wasn't my phone. My phone's sitting down here. <laughs> um, um, but um, the, that, that the way the Living Bible says it, you know, it says that, that you know, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. It says that, 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 you know, that God became flesh and, and moved into our neighborhood. And, and my prayer is that, that, it will, that, that, that the realization that this really happened, it will move into all of our neighborhoods, that our, our neighborhood is going to be radically changed because we understand that, that something has happened. Now, when, when this thing happened, when this thing really, really honestly happened, you know, we, you know, with with the, the, the with the announcement of of the conception, uh, where we 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 look at the, the 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 word of God and we we were wrestling with with this thing in the in the book of Luke and all the things that are that are going on, and it it it's again sometimes we can get so used to reading it that we we, we forget the impact of it. But in, in the book of Luke, in chapter, um, chapter, chapter 1, in verse 26, says, In the sixth month, the sixth month of the pregnancy of Elizabeth with, with John the Baptist, God sent Gabriel to Nazareth in the town of Galilee to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled 
at his words and wondered what kind of a greeting this might be. Uh, yeah, she was, she was troubled. I mean, uh, uh, keep in mind, God chose her, God selected her because she was really tuned in to what God was going to be doing and, and what takes place in her life. Again, it is, going to, it is going to create a difficult life for her for the rest of her life. It's going to be difficult. We don't know how difficult it always was. But what I do know, what the Bible does tell me, that at the culmination of the reason that Jesus came to earth, when, when Mary is, is, is there at the, the cross of Jesus Christ, she's there at, at the resurrection. Um, and what we do know, the Bible tells us that on the day of Pentecost, when the, when the church was born, when it was all, the whole thing was all being bookend together, that on the day of Pentecost, that Mary was there in the upper room. Um, for all you charismatics and Pentecostals, um, Mary was probably one of the first ones to speak in tongues. The, the mother that gave birth to Jesus believed it all the way through. It wasn't, oh, my son has been out in the sun too long. He was accused of that. He was accused of that for a little while by, by, by some of his family members. But um, what we know is that even the, some of the family members, his half-brothers, um, they were saying, man, he's just been out in the sun too long. But what we also know is a little later on, they're all going to buy into it also. And they're going to be following uh, and, and even being lead, leading the church in Jerusalem themselves after a while. And so what I want to encourage you is, is Gabriel shows up and he says, you're going to have a baby. And, you know, and he is going to, he's, he's going to make some things happen. That what's going to happen is he will redeem the world. And when God sends Gabriel to this little town in, in Galilee, in, in Nazareth, this was Gabriel. This was like one of the big guns, uh, one of the, the, the two. And, you know, Mary, Mary was troubled. We see our, our shepherds in the field being troubled. You know, Sunday uh, or Friday night, um, J Janie and I were talking with, with her son, Jack, and uh, his, his, his friend from New York. And, um, and, and Janie said something, and I, I, and I, I was kind of, Kind of comparing some things in my mind. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the story again, Janie, just just because it's it's really um, one of those things that I, I kind of I've, I've I've wrestled with it ever since it happened. But m some of you know the story that um, that Janie's husband uh, Steve was um, uh, he was having surgery, just a, a gallbladder surgery, and um, mechanically the. Best, uh, I'm, you, can, you can correct me where I'm wrong, okay? But bottom line to it is, is that they were doing this thing with, with, with the machine, and uh, bottom line, it exploded inside, cut, cut arteries on the inside of Steve, and basically was just bleeding to death. Is that, is that this kind of a rough, a kind of a quick summary of it? And um, I had gotten, you know, through through um, our fellowship of pastors, I had gotten word that, you know, that Steve was, was, um, was uh, dead. I mean, that's about how it was, you know, Steve's dead. And it's not that Steve and I were really close, close, close friends, because we, we, we 
I, you know, we were buddies and, and, and comrades in certain places, but, but God really spoke to me and said, you know, I want you to fly back to Cincinnati and, and, and pray for Steve. Want, you know, he's got friends that are closer, closer to him than me in, you know, in the vineyard movement. I, I, not that I know him that well. And, and, I, well, well, you know, and I had a friend of mine uh, say, I'm going to pay your way. I think you're supposed to go. I'm going to buy an airline ticket for you. So you, you go. I, I, got, I got back to Cincinnati, which is, which is, I didn't know where I was going. Um, I got to Cincinnati, and, which, is, which is right by Kentucky. I mean, here I am in Kentucky. I don't know where I am. Uh, I know Daniel Boone's from Kentucky. And uh, I'm kind of, boy, what am I, you know, and found out that Cincinnati is just across the river. And so I, I said, I, I'm, I'm looking for a hospital. And so, you know, I said, well, so I got a car rental. And they said, well, there's a hospital over here. Go there. I end up walking into this hospital in the back room and through a back door, go through a back door. And as I get to the back door, um, I had two, two men come up to me and just, 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 you know, said, who are you looking for? Um, um, you know, I said, I'm looking for Steve Shogren. And there was this really in, interesting thing that took place, and I, I remember it clear as a bell. I'm, most things I don't remember in life. But, but this one, I remember, they, 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 they stopped and they looked at each other. They were both dressed in, in uniforms that were alike. They were, I, I was assuming that they were nurses. Um, one of them was... Um, Looked more Italian, had uh, had had black hair, just kind of combed straight back. The other one was um, African American with a with a light complexion. I could see freckles on his on his face, and he had um, um, kind of a reddish hair, um, and you know reddish peppercorn hair that was um, kind of just. And I just remember these things about it, and they looked at each other. And the, you know, and one of them said, um, uh, he, 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 "This is the one." So he said, "Follow us, follow us." And so um, they they led me through this series of hallways, and I finally got into this room. And Steve was laying there, and I I, I prayed for him, and you know, just kind of um, didn't know what to do. I mean, okay, I'm going to pray for him, and there was um, a distinct way that God told me to, to pray for him, uh, which was to um, lay hands on, his, on his, his head and on his feet. Now, I, you know, he was kind of curled up, you know, I mean, you know. And so I, I, you know, and God told me to rebuke the spirit of death on him. And so, I mean, it's like, okay, I did it, and that was kind of about it. And, and uh, that was about all that I heard you know, no, no, no big deal. You know, so I just after sit there after a while. I thought, well, I guess, guess I better go catch a plane and go home. And um, then later on, um, I went, when I walked out of the room, uh, I walked out this door. It wasn't the way that I, I got in. I walked out this door, and and um, the these there was a table in front of the door that because they were blocking it off because of Steve's visibility. Uh, in Cincinnati, and everybody wanted the whole church wanted to come by and pray for him, and and so I walked out the door, and they said, 
Who are you? The me. <laughs> you know, how did you get in there? And I said, well, there, you know, two nurses took me in. And, and they said, no, they didn't. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, the guy was, I mean, he was a tall guy. I don't, I, I forgot, I, I don't remember his name, but, you know, and he, real tall guy, and he says, what, what, you know, and, uh, and I said, no, and I, so these two guys, too, I said, what do they look like? I described them, and they said, you know, there's, there are no nurses that around here that look like that, you know, and they kind of, kind of looked at each other, and thought, oh, man, oh, wow, oh, wow. Because, you know, I said, well, there's, there's no way for you to get into that room except through here. There's the only way you can get into that room is, is right, right through us. And we've been here, we've been here the whole time. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, you know, obviously I've been very, since after getting away from it and thinking about it over a period of time and, and realizing what, was, what, had, what had gone on, like, wow, there was, there was this angelic encounter but I didn't have the smarts to be afraid. Everybody else in the Bible has been afraid. I didn't, and I was like, oh. But, but what I'm saying is, is that when God has divine things in mind, he has divine ways of accomplishing them. Mary just showed up and was willing to be used by the Lord. And in your own life, when you will just show up and be willing to be used by the Lord, God will, will, will do incredible things in, in your life. You know, and, and it, later on, as, as Steve wrote the book, uh, The Day That I Died, and he was kind of talking about this, this event. There was things that he didn't know until just a couple of, you know, a short time ago about the, how, these, how I got into the room. But... Um, When he wrote the book, he was talking about when I, when I was praying and rebuking the spirit of death. In, in the book, it says that it was sort of like his spirit was up above the room, and his, he could see his body down here. And it was in, in the, I don't remember exactly how he said it in the book, but I, I mean, close it, but it's sort of like his, his, his spirit crashed back into his body. And he says it was like, like a car wreck when you have that, that sudden jolt. You know, and, and what, I want, what I want to say to you, the reason I'm telling you this, is I had no idea. Sometimes God be, can be using you in incredibly miraculous ways. And we, we don't see it. We don't quite understand it. It was just like, well, it's just, okay, I'm, you know, God calls us to be obedient and just to do what he tells us to do. And so I want to, to encourage you this morning, this, this Christmas time, realizing that, you know, as a matter of fact, here's Mary. And, you know, yes, she was, she, was, she was a good girl. She was who God chose to raise her son. But she was just there to be obedient. It wasn't because she had earned the, the, the privilege of being the, the, um, the, the, the earthly mother of God. It was because she had God's favor. And, and the Bible very clearly says, you know, you know to a, a virgin. To, you know, she, she was. She was. This, she was this, Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit as a matter of fact. As a matter of fact. 
It was the Holy Spirit who, who brought this about. And when we deal with that, we have, to, we have to wrestle. One time, Larry King was asked, if you could spend some time, with, sit down to, to, to lunch with anybody down through history, who would it be? And Larry King said, um, I, I would like to sit down uh, and interview Jesus Christ. And, and, and the question, well, why, would, why, why of all people? And his response was, I would like to ask him if he was indeed virgin born. The answer to that question would define history for me. You know, and, and I have to say that there is no doubt that Jesus was virgin born. He is not a good man that earns some credit in life by doing some nice things and being nice to people. He is divinely God. He is God in flesh. It is not a nice little story of a good man that grew up in a rough world. Our world, in trying to water down the Christmas message, says, see, even a, a, a person born of, of, a, of an ignoble lifestyle, even a person that is born in a little, in a little dirty town, in a little dirty part of, of, of Israel, e even, even that person can make an impact. And we should all be encouraged. Malarkey. He's God. He is God in flesh. When there was no way, God made a way. And God stepped from eternity into time, became this, this human being because he had to be able to, to, to relate to us so that we could get it. And so when we, when we say that, that, that he was virgin born, that Mary was pregnant with the Holy, by the Holy Spirit, it is that absolute statement. It is that doctrine of faith. And as we are living in a culture, as we are living in a time, as Brad Dacus talked about last week in this, these end times, will we use these end times in, in a positive way? And that we're living this in times we are promised by Jesus himself that, that, that perilous times are going to come. And part of the perilous times that are coming for us is that attack on, on the very issue of faith that we have. And how dare you believe that Jesus Christ is any better than any other human being that has ever been, on, been born on planet Earth. We are having shoved down our throats in this rise of the spirit of the Antichrist. We are being having shoved down our throats that, you know what? We're all serving one God. We're all serving one God. It's okay. You can call him whatever you want to call him. But you know what? Just as long as you're sincere, then, then it's going to be okay. 
just as long as you are really, really uh, honest and nice and loving, and as long as you do more good than evil, then you're going to be okay. But the problem is, is that the Word of God doesn't say that. The, the, the Bible very clearly in the book of Acts tells us that, that there is no other name given under heaven whereby man may be saved. We can't pick and choose. We cannot do a, a designer religion, the one that, that, that we, we, we think that we like. It is that name of Jesus. In Hebrews in chapter 2, verse 17, it says, For this reason he had to be made like his brothers in every way in order that he might become a, a merciful and a faithful high priest in the service of God and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people because he himself suffered and when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. And it is when we understand that it is only God that can forgive us of our sins. We can't be good and be forgiven of our sins. That the name of Jesus is going to give us that power to be forgiven. Um, I must come to God through Jesus Christ. When Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father, what? Except through me. This malarkey that Jesus was a good man and a good teacher falls apart at that statement. Oh, he was just a good, he was a good teacher. No, if he, if he, if he was a good teacher, he's not going to be around lying like that. And so my, my encouragement is for you in your heart. We say, you know, Mary, the, the Bible says that Mary treasured these things in her heart. What I want to encourage you to do is to have that conception of that miracle in your life that, man, this is true. This is true. It's the absolute gospel. At the same time, I want you to treasure these things in your heart to store them up so when you're being attacked, that, that he, oh, you know, just any, anyone, as long as you're serious. In one world religion, we, you know, we know that in the end times, we are rushing towards a one world religion. We are rushing towards a one world economy. We are rushing towards this thing where the spirit of Antichrist is going to be coming in. In this passage in Acts, chapter 4, verse 12, salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. And I want to encourage you to be aware, be alert, be watching out for those, those things in our culture that are going to try and rob you of what has been conceived in your own heart. Oh, you know what? We're all serving the, the same God. We're all going the same directions. We're all just trying to get to the same place. And as long as we're serious, it's going to be okay. You know what? I can sincerely believe that I could step off the top of this building and I wouldn't fall down and get hurt. But my sincerity is not going to save me. And so... You know, th th this issue that, that we, we serve this God and the name of Jesus is to be a precious name to us. Now, Jesus, 
There's a lot of kids at that time named Jesus. There's, there still are. There are. There's a few people around that, uh, you know, and uh, just honestly, we named our son Josh for, for that reason. It wasn't because it was a cool name. Uh, and... Um, it was, you know, it just sounded like a uh, like a funky old farming name, and being the hippies that we were, we wanted to be connected. No, it was the fact that that we were convinced that the name Jesus is a good name. We weren't we we did not have the belief that he was the Messiah. We did not have the belief that he was uh, any more special than any other kid around, and. Uh, Raising, you know, raising him up and being around him, we proved that that was the case. Uh, when we talk about Jesus the Messiah, Jesus the Christ, there's something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus. Like a fragrance after the rain, just there's a freshness to it. One of the promises that was made to Mary is that the increase of his kingdom, there would be no end. And in this increase, there is to be no end of the church of Jesus Christ growing. And even though we are in the end times and we are seeing things changing and we are seeing the, um, the world changing and coming against uh, the truth and the the narrow pathway that, that, that the gospel is. And we are being ridiculed by being narrow-minded. We are, we are, you know, being ridiculed and say we are haters because we say, no, only Jesus Christ is the way. But the increase of his government, there will be no way. The, the day is going to come when every knee is going to bow, it won't be at a manger this time. When every, every tongue is going to confess, it's going to happen as a matter of fact. It is going to happen. That Jesus is going to come back the next time, not as a baby, not with those little tiny hands, but he is going to come back victorious. And he is going to take with him everyone who believes. It is going to happen as a matter of fact. My encouragement to you at this Christmas time, if I can give you any gift, it would be that in the middle of difficulties, in the middle of, of even sometimes I'm going to say it this way, and, you know, even, even doubt sometimes. Is this really true? <laughs> you know, is this, I, is this re life is going on, and, you know, is this really, really true? And then taking that step back and go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. There was something conceived in me by the Holy Spirit. And it was new birth. I was born again. And this born again creature inside of me understands that 
Jesus is the Christ. That the Word did become flesh. And He not only moved into my neighborhood, He moved into my heart. And He lives deep inside. And I'm going to struggle, but I'm going to make it. I'm going to flounder, but I'm going to make it. The Bible talks about Abraham as being the father of faith, and we read these things in the New Testament about Abraham. What a stalwart man of God he was, and he never wavered in his faith. And I go, wait a minute, is this the same guy that I read about back here? That's not my wife, that's my sister. See, God sees you through his prophetic eyes. He sees you as how you're going to be. He sees you as having finished the race. And the thing I want to say to you, my my last gift to you this morning is, why don't you see yourself the same way? Why don't you see yourself as that perfect work that only perfect God does? It's complete in Him. And quit riding yourself so hard that I never do, and I just fail all the time. I fail all the time. And that's the reason that the Word had to become flesh and move in because we can't redeem ourselves. We can't be good. We cannot be good. We have to fall on the mercy of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who atoned for our sins and moved us into a right relationship with Him. And so this Christmas, oh man... I, I hope, I hope that you all have to sit on a styrofoam rock someplace and have God just rock you. I hope that you have to have that place of, of just a, a fresh, fresh understanding that, that Jesus Christ, that this is true. And that, that we are boldly proclaiming the virgin birth in the deity of Christ. And because of that, my life is radically changed. I can't be like everybody else around me. I'm going to look like them. I'm going to dress like them. But down inside, we're totally different. We're totally different. You know, if you've never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, you know, living in a world that is always attacking him and trying to take away from his deity and trying to take away from the fact that he is the only way, you've never stepped across that line of faith, I'm going to ask you to do something. And I'm going to ask you to give yourself a really good Christmas present this year. Give yourself that gift of eternal life by believing, by stepping across that line of faith, allowing God to to, to do an incredible work inside of you. Father in heaven, I thank you that you sent your son to earth I thank you that you chose someone like Mary to let us know there's hope for all of us. And uh, you chose someone to, to, to be responsible. You chose the disciples to be responsible. We see them in their humanness. We see them messing up. God, that means that you're still at work and that there's room for all of us. 
And I thank you that your word is very, very clear that whosoever will may come. Anybody can come. And we don't have to get our act together. We just come to you and you do that work inside of us. Blessed be your name, Lord Jesus. I thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you, God, that you have a plan for our life. And it's a good plan. It's a good plan. And we want to embrace that. Thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. Amen. I'm going to ask the ushers to come to the front. And as they're coming, um, as you are giving back to the Lord this morning, maybe if you've never stepped across that line of faith on your bulletin, the um, thing that Janie said, if you would tear off that card and drop it in the offering basket, we'd send you something sweet. Um, uh, uh, if you're just on that card, just mark the box. You know, if you've never accepted Christ and you want to do it, if you mark that box and we'll get a hold of you this week. And uh, I also would may just encourage you to, to close the service, come up to the front, and uh, we'll pray together and we'll introduce you to Jesus Christ and what a rich life you will have from here on out. Um, and I've got to be honest with you. When, when, I, when I say to the people of the Living Activity, I'm, you know, at Granite Creek, our prayers that this will be the best Christmas that, that, that you've had yet. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm praying that same thing for every one of you who call this church home. I, my, I, I, I pray that God just radically just gets a hold of, of, of all of our hearts and you just kind of have this, this, this thing inside of you, the same way that, that little, little Mary has. Well, whatever you want, God. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. May this Christmas, may you say to, to, to God, let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, Father in heaven, wow. Wow, God. We don't question your judgment because we know that you're a perfect God and you don't make mistakes. But we all know ourselves. We, we see ourselves as not being worthy of God becoming flesh. But you and your wisdom, you said, oh yeah, you are. And we want to listen to you more than we listen to ourselves. And we receive your grace. We receive your forgiveness. We receive the atoning work of Jesus Christ. And we embrace this Savior who took on human form and moved into our neighborhood. Thank you, Lord Jesus.